Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. What is up, CEOs, and happy Wednesday. I think we are finally back on track with an every Wednesday episode. And man, it feels really good to be back in this space, this place, and to have it reorganized and re-energized and back on track. So let me just say, it is my absolute pleasure to add more guests into the episodes in 2020. I am so excited to have somebody on today. So I'll give you a little backstory. This year, as I always do, I choose a word of the year and I chose one again this year. So that word is, I wish I could like really create a drum roll for you all because I thought long and hard about this word and I really dug into what felt missing from the core values of who I am and elements of my business that I know leave me feeling like really fulfilled and completely aligned. So I did the work. I realized what I loved most within my business last year, other than obviously the actual progress and wins of my like amazeball clients. The things that I loved most were the moments when I put my brain together with another person's and grew by expansion and extension. So this year, my word is collaboration. And I am so excited to be doing just that on a daily and now weekly basis with amazing women just like my guest today who are doing such badass work in the world. Oh my gosh. She is truly moving the needle forward in the realms of self-awareness and self-development. And I know that there are so many women out there doing the same thing. And I really want to applaud you all and I want to collaborate with you all. So I am so excited today to bring on my guest, Miss Juliana Frizzoli. She is a business coach with a holistic approach, which I think is so cool. She focuses on mixing the woo-woo with the do, which is so funny because y'all know I am not a woo-woo kind of gal, and I love my to-dos and that getting shit done mode. So I love that there are so many coaches in the world who know their genius and live inside of that. That way their clients, the right ones, are meant to find them. They actually find them. And they, the right ones that are meant to find other coaches find them, right? They know what they're getting into when they hire us. They know I'm not going to talk chakras, but I'm definitely going to talk checklists. But Juliana, she's going to give you a little of both, right? So, 
Juliana's coaching and teaching combines strategy, spirituality, psychology, mindset, and energy. She's really passionate about empowering women to make a shit ton of money doing what they love, which is always amazing. She grew up, and I love her story, as the poor kid in a rich town. I totally get that. So she constantly had people telling her that she wouldn't amount to anything. Now, she's on a journey to prove them wrong, booyah, and make the world a better place in the process. Oh my gosh, I love that. So can I get a hell to the freaking yes to that? Because I feel that on so many levels as I moved in my life through levels of we can't afford anything to we can afford most things to I can't afford anything but ramen to hell, I'm buying all of the things to holy shit, I need to get back out of debt and it's time to sacrifice and get back to six figures, right? Like I feel like I've been on all sides of money progression, broke to bougie. So we all have our money progressions and money stories and Juliana's is probably so relatable to some of you out there. Money is a means of survival and when it's not there, it's time to get intelligently scrappy. And I have been there, done that, so I totally feel where Juliana's been and I know where she's at and I am so excited for where she's about to take us. So without further ado, I am so excited to bring my gorgeous guest on today, Miss Juliana Frizzoli. And if I said your name wrong, please tell me. Just smack me upside the airwaves head because names are hard. Names are hard, but no, you're good. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really excited. I am so excited too. So I'll tell the ladies out there listening Gosh, okay. Juliana and I first met in Facebook groups, if you can believe it or not, right? Like, isn't that where we meet all of our new friends these days? So I saw her and literally immediately was drawn to her energy. I felt so completely aligned with her right off the bat. So you're going to get that same fuzzy feeling, I can almost assure you. We haven't done a ton of chit-chatting, so I'll just let you all know that before we get started, but I am so excited to get to know her more on this episode because Juliana is the type of woman who writes posts from the soul, from the gut, like it hits you hard, and I have truly felt who she is as a person through just reading her content because it's amazeballs. So if you want to know how to truly connect with clients, how to really attract them, you know, friends, clients, dream partnerships, collaborations, I'll tell you, Juliana will deliver some shiz up in here today. So listen up, manifestors, listen up, attractors, this is for you. So here we go. Juliana, tell me first off, what do you think it truly means to attract ideal clients? Yeah, so I think the number one thing is just being yourself. And this is something that I preach to my audience all the time. Like you have to show up in a way that's authentic to you. You have to be yourself in the online space because that's what's going to attract ideal clients because we all want to work with someone who we like, right? Like if you're not working with someone who you don't like, then why are you in business for yourself in the first place? If you don't absolutely love your clients and feel like they are soulmates and friends and just people that you absolutely love working with, then you may as well still be in a nine to five because you know, we've all had those clients who don't, you know, make us as happy as some other ones do. But 
the reason I've been able to attract so many people who are so loyal into my audience and they just love me and all of my private clients are like my friends in addition to my clients is because I show up authentically and my energy attracts my ideal clients to me because of the way that I show up and like there is strategy to it too but a lot of it is energetic and just like showing up as your own authentic self oh my gosh 100% yes because I know in the social media world there's like such a draw to maybe be like so and so or act like such and such or emulate who's who because of their success right but the reason that they're successful is because of who they are and how they showed up in their genuine authenticity so that they attracted the right people that were meant for them because if you show up and you're like Susie Hoosie down the road, then you're going to attract people who like Susie Hoosie, not that like you, right? And like, how's that going to feel to coach people who like Susie, not you? So I love that so, so much. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. So I know you clearly attract clients and you manifest what you're really wanting out of life and business. Like I can see it in the social media world. I feel it coming off of you. So what would you say to the woman out there who feels like she's currently chasing clients? I think I would say check your energy first and foremost, because when you're in that energy of like chasing, people can feel it. Even if you don't think you're coming across that way, people can feel it. Like If you're in, I hate the word, but like if you're in that energy of like desperation, it's going to come across no matter what you're writing. Your copywriting skills can be perfect. Your branding can be perfect. You can have the most beautiful photos and excellent written copy and a great sales page and all of the things. But if you're like, do we cuss on your podcast? (laughs) Yes, please cuss. Okay. Okay. I was like, wait, okay. If you're like, oh shit, like I really need to get a client. Like I gotta pay my bills. I don't know how the hell I'm going to make rent. People are going to feel that. And that's going to turn people off because even if you're not a business coach, even if you're not helping other people make money, if you feel that way about your money, like no one wants to be that person for you. No one wants to be your rent check. No one wants to be your car payment. Like that is a lot of pressure to put on those people that you are chasing So the first thing I would say is like, check your energy. Like I always tell people, I'm a very big believer in the fact that like, if you're desperate for money, go get a fucking job. Like go do something else. That's what I did when I first started my business. I had quit my nine to five, but then I found myself in a place where I was like, I don't feel good about my business right now because it's not fun. I found myself in that energy of desperation. So I went and I got a part-time job that was online, super flexible, fit into my lifestyle. But just having that extra money that was coming in supported me in my business. And it's so funny because the universe always like speaks to us in, you know, weird ways. Literally, as soon as I got that job, I, that's like when my business started taking off. So I didn't really need it anymore. Right. But just because my energy shifted, I started, you know, signing clients. I started consistently hitting $2,000, $3,000. And then since August, I have hit like consistent $5,000 to $10,000 a month in my business. And I still have that part-time job because I like it. And I think it's fun. I work as a stylist in the online space, but I know I got like kind of off on a tangent here, but it's just about checking your energy. And a big part of that is like checking your money mindset. Like, how are you feeling about money? Because 
people are going to feel that from you. And if you're chasing those clients with that energy of desperation, it's going to feel like shit to them, even if what you're saying shouldn't. I <laughs> can we just go back to the first answer where you said, um, you know, that you were going to attract clients who are like you or attract people who are like you. Like, obviously, you're not my client, but um, I'm probably never going to attract somebody on this podcast who doesn't swear. And I love that you just asked that. And like, that was so in alignment with what we're talking about, because I truly believe that words are so powerful. And if Tony Robbins can talk about Jesus and drop an F-bomb in all in the same like 15 seconds, then I think it's totally cool for everybody to use really powerful words like shit and fuck and things that emphasize what you're talking about. So I love that because I like I literally manifested you into my podcast world knowing how alike we are and we just kind of prove that like the attraction you know the power of attraction yeah so funny so funny all right so I also love that you just said like check your energy because I know when I'm out of alignment I know when I'm in like just a shit mood and I know that that is not the space and place to create content to like put out into the world, right? Because I know that what we put out is what we're manifesting back into our lives. And so I'm so also glad that you put that out there. All right. So let's say we've all heard the word manifesting, right? Like it's kind of almost becoming an eye roll to me at this point because I know what it is. And a lot of people use it improperly, I believe. So we hear the word manifesting, we hear the word attraction, we, they're being thrown around more often than footballs at the Super Bowl, but what do they truly mean to you and how does one start implementing both today? So manifesting to me is just going after what you want. And there's an energetic component, but there's also like a strategic component, which is everything in life and everything with what I do. Because if you're trying to manifest something, you're just trying to turn it into reality, right? Like that's really what the word means. It's like, if you manifest something, that just means that it manifested into like the actual reality instead of just being like in your brain. So it's really not this like super complex, like spiritual scientific thing as much as people make it out to be. And I don't think it needs to be. It's really just like to me, It's the process of how do I take this idea for my brain and bring it into the physical world? So for me, what that looks like is figuring out, first of all, like what energy space I need to be in, because I do believe to an extent, like in the law of attraction. And I do think that when we are in a better energy space, like better things will come to us. But that's not enough. I, I say a lot, and this is like becoming one of my catchphrases, you can't just meditate and make money. It doesn't work. You have to put the action with the law of attraction. So when I'm trying to manifest something into my life, I, first of all, you know, figure out what it is. You have to have that clarity. I figure out, okay, if I already had this, how would I be feeling? Like, what would I be doing in my day-to-day life if I already had this? How can I feel that way now? What are those feelings? What are those poor feelings associated with this thing that I'm trying to get? And a lot of the time for me, it is connection, freedom, security. Those are like my top three core desired feelings. Um, So those are like usually what it is for me. And then I do the things that make me get into that feeling space. And then from that feeling space, I take 
action. Action is huge. So I usually reverse engineer things. I'm like, here's the goal. What did I do just before achieving that? Okay, what did I do before that step? What did I do before that step? So I work it backwards. And if I need to, I'll even like make a list and figure out, okay, how do I get there? Like, what do I need? And if it's something like money, since I know most of you guys listening are entrepreneurs, I'll be like, okay, I want to make $15,000 this month. Okay, how do I do that? I'm like, how many private clients do I need to sign? How many people do I need to enroll into my group coaching program? What does the price for that need to be? Do I feel aligned with that price? Do I think my audience feels aligned with that price? Do these numbers all add up? Like how many people do I need to then attract in my audience? Mm -hmm. I'm very spiritual, but I'm very, very practical, like first and foremost. So that's my process. Oh my gosh. I love your saying that you said toward the beginning of this because I, so I lived in Kentucky for 16 years prior to going nomadic and there was a, it was the Bible Belt and there was a lot of like pray about it. And although I am also spiritual and I believe in a higher power, I also know that you cannot pray and and get paid, right? Like Mm -hmm. there is no pray and pay process. It all has to come together with some form of aligned action. So I always say my definition of manifestation is massive ass belief backed by purposeful and concentrated action. So I think you and I are so paralleled in that to say, yeah, you get to create an energetic space where it makes sense. You get to believe fully and wholeheartedly in the result, but then you have to actually go take action and appropriate action, strategic action, concentrated action, right? And like, then you manifest the result. So the result actually does take work, but it also takes belief. So I love that so much. So what if... What if I was a brand new business owner today? What do you think would be the first like three steps or necessary action items I would take to attracting just my very first client? This is always such a hard question because I feel like everything's interconnected in business, right? Mm -hmm. You need an audience first and foremost, because if you don't have people, then you don't have people to sell anything to. Like you're not going to make money without an audience. so. The audience has to come first, but really like before the audience, you need the clarity and you need to know like what the hell you're doing and have your messaging on point and all of that. Yeah. So it's really like clarity, audience, and then I guess we can wrap up everything else that's in my head into marketing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a hard one to pick just three. (laughs) No, I really, really enjoy your answer because I've asked a lot of entrepreneurs this answer and I always get different ones, but I think yours is probably the one that has been the most appropriate that I most resound with because you can sell all day. And as somebody who pivoted, I used to be in the health coaching field. I created a six-figure health coaching um, business, personal training, nutrition analysis, all of that. But I also did network marketing for six years and created a six-figure business there. But that left my audience as a lot of network marketers and a lot of health people, whether it be people wanting health services or health professionals or people in the fitness industry, bodybuilding, all of that. So when I went into business coaching, because I had built all of these amazing businesses and realized I loved business coaching, 
my audience wasn't ready for that. But having known that, like having done that work and having, you know, created that mentality in myself first of like, you have to have an audience to sell this to. One of the first questions that I always ask clients now is, does your audience look like what you want to create? Do they, have you asked them if this is what they want? And if it's not what they want, then that doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you get to create a new audience which is fun. Like you get to connect with new people and that's so cool. So I'm so glad that you said that first. Yes, you have to have the clarity around what you want to offer and kind of do the market research on as to whether or not your audience is going to want that. But then also know that some of them are going to want it when you don't even know that they want it. And then you can always recreate a new audience. Yeah. With smart marketing, you can also like prep your audience to purchase. This Mm -hmm. is like one of the big things that I teach, but I do think like the audience building component is so overlooked and it's honestly one of the hardest things Mm -hmm. because people don't just want to follow you for your free shit all the time. Like just because it's free doesn't even mean people will want it. So that audience building is really like the longest and the hardest part because once you have the audience there, The marketing and the sales is the easy part once you know what you're doing. But it's like getting the right people there and the right people to see your stuff, to fall in love with you, to like, no, trust you. And then, you know, hopefully sell to them and convert them. That's the hard part is getting those people there in the first place. Yes. So then that actually transitions into my next question, right? Because once you have the audience, you're probably kind of more of a seasoned coach. You're maybe around 2K, that mark, which is usually the hardest to get to because you're often building an audience, you're creating clarity, you're learning who your ideal client is, you're perfecting your marketing, that kind of thing. But once they're there, then what do you think the next like three action items are to jump the gap from that 2K mark to the 5K, 10K, you know, that real growth momentum period? Yeah. If you have the audience there, my first question would be, okay, well, are they engaged or are they just people? Because there's a difference. There's a difference between having what I would call like bodies in seats and bodies in seats who are excited. Like there's a difference. Because you can have, you know, 20,000 followers on Instagram, but if those aren't targeted followers, then it's not really going to matter. That would be my first question would say like, is your audience engaged? But then beyond that, if they are an engaged audience and you're still not making the kind of money that you want to make, I would say, ask your audience what they want, (laughs) like survey them, find out what their problems are, solve their problems. So create a product that solves their problems and then market it in a way that speaks to their pain points, their problems and what they can achieve if they take your program or your course or if they buy your product or whatever it is that you're offering, what's that end result? You need to speak to where they're at now, but you also need to speak to where they're going and you're the one to get them there. So that's really like the three things. It's like, if you have the engaged audience, then ask them what the hell they want give them what they want, let them know it's available. It's not that hard. (laughs) Like when you break it down, like everyone, I think people look for magic answers a lot, right? With strategy. And the truth of it is like, there are no magic answers. And I had this conversation on Boxer with a client of mine last night. I was like, you are the magic answer. Like 
the reason you're going to make money is because of who you are and because you need to leverage that and the personal branding. And like, there's a lot of deeper like sales psychology stuff that we can go into with branding and marketing and copywriting and all of those things. But on the basis level, like marketing and sales is simple if you really break it down. Yes. Yes. Um, I heard it said once, you basically go out, you talk to new people because new people don't know old you who used to not do what you do. They know new you who does what you do, who's done the work to get there. And then you tell them what you do and you offer to help them. Point blank period, right? We make it so complicated because we really are looking for a problem where a problem doesn't exist because that's our brain's job. It's, it's there to protect us and problem solve. So, all right, last question. I love, 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 love for my guests and my podcast listeners to actually connect, right? Like I love for you all to find ways to collaborate together for me to see like, oh my gosh, Susie Hoosie who listens to my podcast is totally linking up with Juliana. That's beautiful. I love it when you get to inspire them, which is why I have guests on in the first place. So in keeping with this, I want every woman out there to know where she can find you and how she can connect with you and get inspired by what you are talking about. Yes. So my favorite places to hang out in the online space are my Facebook group, which is called Spiritual Badassery and Business Mastery. If you type that in to Facebook, you should be able to find it. Otherwise, facebook.com slash group slash spiritual badassery and business mastery, all one word, all lowercase. Um, that's the URL for it. I, I love showing up in there. That's probably where I spend the bulk of my time. But the other place I've really been loving lately is like my Instagram stories. So connect with me on Instagram. My username is the.spiritual.badass. And then if you want to go look at my website, it's really pretty. <laughs> my first name and last name dot com. So Juliana Fersoli, J-U-L-I-A-N-A-F-R-I-S-O-L-I dot com. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. You really are such a badass. Like if you haven't seen Juliana's content, it's amazing. It's super aligned. It's very concise and it's very passionate, which I think is pretty badass. So I would definitely go connect with her. I'll put all of her information down in the show notes so you can just click on it, go right there and follow her and get all in alignment with no chasing clients, only attracting them. All right. So before we sign off today, I actually have one more question. What is the one thing that you advise to to uphold each coach that needs to that wants to stand out be heard and attract the most dream client and to finally be able to serve those people and serve them well be yourself do what you love to do don't do something because you think it's going to make you money don't do something because you see other people doing it this is your business so do it your way ah that is beautiful I love it. I love uniqueness. I love individuality. It's something that I teach and that I talk about on, I feel like, almost every podcast episode at this point. So I am so glad that you brought it up as well. And my listeners get to hear that from another voice. 
All right, CEOs, we have clearly gained some massively impactful tips and knowledge here. And I don't know about you, but I am ready to go implement some of this myself. I am like jazzed out of my mind. I love Juliana's energy. So freaking good. Woo. So as we head out into the world today, I want you to truly ask yourself, does this feel good? Does this feel aligned with my purpose and my message and what I want to offer and stay in that zone? Do not get sidetracked by the shiny objects and messages and the advice of all the different people you read about and hear about and listen to and follow. Advice is great. Trust me, I get it. It's so needed when it's needed. But self-assigned assuredness is even better. So I invite you, I encourage you, I implore you to believe in you. Believe in your message. Believe in what you're doing and how you're showing up and how you're creating because only you can do it in the way that you do it. And that is why people will be magnetized to you. They will be drawn to you. They will want to hire you. And that is how you attract clients. It is not by going out into the world and creating what you think that they need and what you think that they want, because that is chasing and that doesn't feel good for anybody. So I invite you to really take in what Juliana said today, really implement it, really put it out into the universe and really trust what is going to come back to you tenfold. All right, loves, it's that time again to say goodbye for another week. My CEOs, my darlings, my dears, go out into the world, go bigger, create from your very own heart and soul, attract more, make bank, and live so much freaking freer. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.